Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. America faces a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara Servatius. If the Democrats couldn't run hoaxes, it would seriously dent their ability to win elections. We now know much of the pandemic was a hoax. Masks? They never worked. The shot? That didn't work either. Oh, and the lockdowns that have bankrupted the country? The lockdowns that, according to Forbes, by September of 2020, had permanently closed and utterly destroyed 95,000 businesses? Ha! Sorry. Yeah, that never worked. In fact, it made the spread worse. By the way, that was conclusively proven this week about lockdowns when we learned that Sweden did the best death rate-wise from COVID. The only European country to fully refuse to lock down had the lowest death rate in all of Europe, just 4.4% higher than the previous period compared to 11.1% for Europe as a whole. Sweden came out the best, bar none, of every country by refusing to lock down. But hey, why cry over spilt milk? I mean, it's not like we could have known that. Well, the thing is, we could have. In the weeks after the lockdown, I began screaming because the world's virologists were trying to tell us not to lock down, that that would actually increase the spread, that that was actually the thing to do if you wanted to increase the spread. Let people go out periodically, then confine them tightly together to make sure COVID spread. They were right. The pandemic then ultimately was a hoax used as a weapon to kill Trump's economy. COVID was real. They lied about the death rate. It was about half what they told us. But the lockdowns, all of that stuff, fake. But the thing is, folks, they wouldn't have lasted more than a couple of weeks if they got started at all in a free speech environment. It was the left's biggest hoax ever. But definitely not their first. But the good news, and this is an update to yesterday's podcast, is that the left may not be able to run these hoaxes anymore. Yesterday, I contrasted what happened this weekend, a 48-hour hoax, before it was destroyed on Twitter with the Duke Lacrosse case. That was a 13-month hoax. We didn't really have social media back then, just the mainstream media, and they lied and lied and lied. They needed a good issue to turn out black voters in the 26 midterms. And so the Duke Lacrosse fake hate racially tinged rape case rolled on for 13 months before it was disproven. Well, they tried a similar thing this weekend, but it only lasted 48 hours. They tried planting 
swastika-wearing Nazis in front of Disneyland with the Ron DeSantis campaign poster in the background. Then Rolling Stone, who's been instrumental in so many of these hate hoaxes, cleverly cut the video. So it only had these Nazis marching in Florida proclaiming they were for Ron DeSantis. The part of the video they cut out was them laughing and saying they weren't going to vote for Ron DeSantis. In other words, total journalistic fraud. The kind that the left relies on to run these hoaxes. But this time, it didn't go on for 13 months. It didn't even make it 48 hours. They were utterly destroyed by Twitter. Very quickly, the rest of the video that the Rolling Stone had cut out had surfaced. Along with another video, I played it for you yesterday in this podcast, of the very same Nazi saying that actually they supported Biden. They'd had this thing all teed up, folks. In fact, suspiciously, the Liberal Anti-Defamation League somehow knew these Nazis were going to be marching for two days before. They're a pro-Jewish group. How does a pro-Jewish group know what left-leaning Biden-supporting Nazis are going to do? Well, because they're all in it together. Well, I'm pleased to report that not only was the Rolling Stone forced to pull down their article and their tweet, they've had to issue an apology and a retraction. By the end of the weekend, as I reported yesterday, you know what was trending? Well, they'd expected it to be Ron DeSantis is a Nazi, but instead it was Nazis for Biden, a more accurate trend term. That's why, aside from like nuclear weapons, I keep telling you free speech is the most potent weapon on earth. The left cannot survive it. Can you imagine a world in which the Duke lacrosse hate hoax lasted 48 hours? Fauci lockdown hoax didn't make it but a week or two before it was destroyed on Twitter. The left can, and they're terrified. That's why they announced not one, but two investigations into Elon Musk last week. Because here's the problem. By now, we should have been doing around-the-clock coverage, according to the old way of how Ron DeSantis is actually a Nazi, and he'd be weighing a campaign crisis of how to condemn them without getting the muck on him. Instead, it never made it to prime time. It was killed in its crib right there on Twitter. And the left has to be shaking in its boots again today because they're really big hoax. The one they plan on using to get permanent lockdowns and total control over the delivery of food, energy, and water. Their climate hoax is at risk because climate hoax was trending on Twitter. As we now know from the Twitter files, normally they'd shut that thing right down. Well, actually, the Biden administration just called down to the FBI. The FBI would email over to Twitter and they'd shut that down and take the accounts of whoever was telling the truth. Never mind if they're the world's foremost virologist or in this case, climate scientist. They'd just be silenced and shut up and the hoax would roll. But not anymore. Which is why climate hoax was trending on Twitter yesterday. Why? Because of a guy by the name of Patrick Brown. He just got a pro-climate change article published in the journal Nature. It's called Climate Warming Increases Extreme Daily Wildfire Growth Risk in California. Then he turned around and published another paper about how he lied to get it into the journal Science. And how everyone else has to, too about climate change. Oh, as a PhD level climate scientist, he believes in man-made global warming. He thinks it's real, he says. He stands by what he wrote. It's just what he left out that he wanted you to know about. How he essentially had to lie to get published in the journal Nature. He says climate change is certainly a concern when it comes to wildfires. It's just that he wasn't able to tell you about 
how it could easily be controlled with the real things that are causing it. Poor forest management under, well, let's face it, Democrat-controlled areas and not putting power lines underground. High winds ensue, the power lines fall on the chronically mismanaged land, which I think is deliberately mismanaged by the Democrats to get these wildfires. And voila, you get raging wildfires. What's new? The climate change? Eh, little bit, he says, but mainly it's the mismanagement and the failure to clear the undergrowth. But he says if he put that in his paper, he wouldn't get published. And if he didn't get published, he wouldn't get an academic job and he couldn't feed his family. Problem is, with six times as many doctorates being produced than 50 years ago, the pressure is much greater now for unemployed PhDs to suck up to the media and the academic establishment. And so if you blame anything other than climate change, even if you have empirical evidence and he says he's got a lot of it, you won't get published. They want to lie. A good one. Here's what he says he wasn't allowed to include in his journal Nature article. The fact that over 80% of wildfires are started by humans rather than natural ignition. So that's 80% of it. He says poor forest management refusal to put power lines underground in high-risk areas specifically accounts for most of the rest of the issues in wildfire. Simply addressing those areas would eliminate the vast majority of wildfires up front, he says, even with climate change impacts left unabated. But he's not allowed to say that. He won't get published. The problem, he says, is this type of framing with the influence of climate change unrealistically considered in isolation is the norm now for high-profile research papers. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of car. They are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. He says in another recent Nature paper, which was actually quoted on MSNBC, scientists calculated that the two largest climate change impacts on society are deaths related to extreme heat and damage to agriculture. However, he says the authors never mention that climate change is not the dominant driver for either one of those impacts. Heat-related deaths have actually been declining, he says, and crop yields, they've been increasing for decades despite climate change. But to acknowledge this would imply the world has succeeded in some areas despite climate change, which the thinking goes would undermine the motivation for emissions reduction. And what is emissions reduction really? Total government control. Of every day, every hour of every day, every moment of our lives and everything we do. And that is the goal. He says he still believes climate change is having an effect on these weather events, but that the vast majority of what causes them to be so bad is population distribution, infrastructure, behavior, disaster preparedness. He says they've had far more influence on our sensitivity to extreme weather events than climate change. This can be seen, he says, for example, in the decline precipitously of deaths from weather and climate disasters over the last century. Uh, And it is standard practice, he says, to calculate impacts for scary hypothetical future warning scenarios that strain credibility while ignoring potential changes in technology and resilience that would lessen the impact. 
He said that's because those scenarios make for good headlines, but they're a lie. So see, the problem that the left has is that the truth makes for a very interesting headline too, because it's so unique in our world. And that is why Patrick T. Brown found himself trending on Twitter far more than he ever would have for the Nature article he published. It was the truth he told about what he wasn't allowed to say that interested people more, got more hits, got more clicks, learning more money, and it was allowed to trend on Twitter. And there wasn't a damn thing the FBI could do this time. Well, short of putting Elon Musk in prison, which they no doubt try to do. Because see, right now, they've got a big problem. They're trying to get another pandemic hoax going. Joe Biden is even walking around in a mask. But looky there, what else trended on Twitter this weekend? Michael Smokonich's ambush of Anthony Fauci, in which he was forced to admit that actually masks didn't make any difference in the pandemic. That spread like wildfire on Twitter. Oh, and what was trending yesterday? By trending, it means it's the top thing people are talking about on Twitter, the most popular. Usually they put the, the top four down the side. Lockdowns. See that new study I referenced in the beginning of this podcast where Sweden beat the socks off every other co- country in Europe by not locking down? See, that was kind of trending on Twitter too. And with more users registered last month on Twitter than ever before, even in its heyday or supposed heyday under Jack Dorsey, they're going to really struggle to get people in masks and locked down with Twitter fully functioning. They're not just going to struggle in the regular way, and that we'll know, but they're going to struggle to keep their own people hosed. I've told you many times, the left lies mainly their audience is their own sheeple. It's not us. They know we don't buy their crap, but their sheeple do. You know, the left-wing Karens featured on so many YouTube videos, losing it in stores, screaming and yelling at innocent moms for not wearing masks. Those sheeple see the trends too. And that's the biggest thing for the left. And here's another question. How will they roll out central bank digital currency when they start telling their sheeple all kinds of lies about it and they should go get it right away? But the truth trends on Twitter about how its real use will be to control and surveil every dollar you spend. It's not going to work, folks. None of it's going to work ever again unless they stop Musk. And they just tried to with fake capitalism. Remember Threads? I've still got the app on my phone. I've never gone back, though, after the first thing I posted. It took Mark Zuckerberg, remember his Twitter competitor, less than 24 hours to start censoring. The word spread and threads died. Given that Musk is posting the best numbers ever on Twitter, which, folks, if you read the media coverage of the last several years, Twitter's supposed to be dead by now. It was dying. It was losing users. It wasn't supposed to hit an all-time high for usership in a no-sensor environment, the inevitable will happen. The free speech will have to spread to the other tech platforms or others will launch broad tech platforms. Not the gabs and getters. Those are fun, but those are just for us. It doesn't help anything if a bunch of people who agree with each other are screaming at each other on gab and getter. I'm on there. It's fun, but it doesn't work. But what's going to happen is competitors are going to crush Instagram, YouTube, um, and Facebook. It's inevitable with other free speech environments. It's only a matter of time. Folks, this is the only fight that matters. Because unless we win this one, we will lose all others. But for the first time, I'm starting to think we could win this one. If Elon Musk can just stay one step ahead 
of the feds. I want to thank PhD Weight Loss for making this podcast possible. And I also want to thank them for the amazing changes in my life. I don't know about your genes, but in mine, we pretty much self-terminate by our late 60s. My mom was scared to death she wouldn't live past 68 because her mom and her mom hadn't. Sure enough, my mom had a stroke at 67. She died at 68. So did all her sisters. Some didn't make it out of their early 60s. I've got cousins who didn't make it past their early 50s. We're not built for a long life in my family, but just one of my mom's siblings out of six made it into his 80s. He was the only one who managed to keep the weight off and to stay thin enough to power walk a lot. So my struggle with my weight really is a struggle of life and death. I just want to see my grandkids. I want them to remember me, unlike most of my aunts. So for years, I struggled with so many programs, but it wasn't until PhD weight loss that I met and, and exceeded my weight loss goal. I lost 29 pounds, but kept it off for eight months. I actually think I'm going to live longer. And you can too, from the convenience of your home, because you can do their program in person if you'd like, or you can do it online in all 50 states. Find out more today by going to myphdweightloss.com. That's myphdweightloss.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.